Hello everyone and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of help. When I was volunteering in Argentina for a year and a half, we had a situation where we had been working really hard to help people, really pouring our souls out to try to help people improve their lives. And we were like physically, emotionally, spiritually giving everything we had. One day during a meeting, one of our local leaders, uh, the man who was supposed to be supporting the work we were doing, he basically told us that all the people we were working with were losers and that there was no hope and that we were doing a terrible job. We finished that meeting late at night, we were exhausted, we were angry, we were discouraged, and my coworker called the president in tears. Uh, we were ready to just quit in that area. And our leader listened carefully and he said, hermanas, go to bed. Things will look better in the morning. And, and he was right. After we took a break, we came back to the problem refreshed after a night's sleep. We were able to go back to that leader with clarity to, you know, confront the issue. And we were able to do a lot of good in that town. So in this video, you're gonna learn all about coping skills. If you're feeling like you're in crisis, if you feel like you're gonna make bad choices, if you're afraid you might self-harm, or if you're just so emotional that you can't think clearly, HALT. Okay, this is an acronym to help you remember that if you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or if you're on substances, or if you're severely depressed or severely anxious or whatever, pause, slow yourself down, and reach out to the resources. So in the rest of this video, we're gonna talk about some of the coping skills you can use, and we're gonna develop um, a little bit of a crisis plan for the people you can connect with in case, you know, something comes up that feels a little too big for you to handle in the moment. Coping skills are activities that we can do that help us calm down. Many of the best ones incorporate brain and body and don't have negative side effects like emotional eating or, or drugs do, right? Now, this is just a short list. There are hundreds of things that people can do to calm themselves down. And as you may know from my previous video, um, why I hate coping skills, I'm obviously not a huge fan of relying only on coping skills, but coping skills really do serve an important function in the short term. They often soothe or comfort us and help us calm down and make better choices. But coping skills do nothing to solve our problems in the long term, and some of them, if used exclusively, can be harmful. Coping skills help us take a break from our discomfort, but also from our life purpose. So that's why I get a little bugged when I hear that the only skill someone is learning in therapy is how to cope. Use coping skills to get through a crisis, to get calm, and then come back and resolve the problem. This ability to pause before choosing an action is an essential skill of emotionally resilient people. As we develop emotional muscles, we develop greater capacity to accept and resolve issues that come up for us. However, there will be times when we can't process the whole issue all at once. One definition of trauma is something that happens to us faster than we can process it. If we react immediately when we haven't had a chance to work through our thoughts, feelings, and physical reactions, then our actions often make things worse. On the other hand, if we just avoid the problem, we also suffer. So when an issue is just really big, or perhaps the time or place isn't right or safe for processing, we can use coping skills to keep ourselves calm or safe until we can go back to the problem and resolve it. As you go through this list, it's important to find a few coping skills that work for you in various settings. So find some that you can use at home, some for work, and others for when you're in a group of people. 
So let's jump in. First, there's sensory coping skills. These are helpful because they incorporate various parts of the brain and body, and they can soothe the core brain, that limbic brain where the fight-flight-freeze response stems from. These include stepping outside for a breath of fresh air, taking a walk, listening to music, feeling a comfortable texture, like a child holding a blanket or an adult holding a rosary, smelling an enjoyable smell, getting a massage, exercise, taking a hot shower or a cold face wash, knitting or sewing or building something. Now, let's talk about cognitive coping skills. These can help us process through the thoughts related to the emotion. So these can include writing everything down, like with a brain dump, um, journaling, meditation, mindfulness, prayer, coloring, guided imagery, and progressive muscle relaxation. Let's talk about active coping skills. These can help us feel safe and supported while facing challenges, right? So there's playing an instrument, making some music, humor, watching a funny clip on YouTube, watching TV. So be really careful. TV and most things with screens are powerful distractions that take up and turn off much of the brain and essentially prevent the brain from resolving issues. So if you find yourself getting trapped watching too much TV, then I would say don't use this one as a coping skill. It's fine in the short term or even in a crisis, but in the long run, it's not gonna help you out. Um, some other coping skills include reading a book, doing a crossword, getting out in nature, planting some seeds, give yourself a facial, or expressing your emotions through art or music. Okay, let's talk about some connection coping skills. Um, hug someone, pet an animal, talk it out with a friend, write a letter to someone, or write out your difficulty in an email before talking with them. Now, using coping skills to avoid our problems can create a dependency on that activity. I've actually worked with people who have addictions to many of these coping skills. So I've seen addictions to TV, to shopping, to food, drugs, alcohol. Um, I've seen addictions to Scrabble, uh, video games, social media, eating, exercise, and other coping skills. So again, the way to tell if a coping skill is helpful is not only if it makes you feel good, but if it helps you return to resolve the problem. Healthy coping skills leave you feeling better the more you do it, but I mean better in the long run. So write down three activities that you can use to calm down when you're feeling overwhelmed with emotions and try to think of at least one that will work in a different environment. So work, home or school, etc. And then write down three people who you could contact in case of a mental health crisis. Who are your three go-to people that you could call if you're in crisis? Now, if you're experiencing a severe mental health crisis right now, please go to your local hospital or call 911. And I'd like you to research for your crisis plan, you know, what are some of the mental health resources in your area? So what hotlines could you use? Now, for example, in my country and state, there are a few resources. There's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline um, and there's Safe Utah. Both of these allow you to chat with a crisis counselor um, live either on the phone or through text messaging. And if you'd like to learn more about coping skills and self-care, you can check out my course on, on that topic. Um, the link is in the description. As you work to develop your coping skills, you'll develop a greater ability to slow yourself down, make better choices, and get through those crises that do come up. Thank you for watching and please take care. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. Thank you for listening and take care.